Sorry to disappoint you. So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude. Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like. I make mistakes. Like, lots of mistakes. I'm just trying to do the best that I can do. I guess I'm just imperfectly human. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome to this week's special behind the scenes episode of um, the Imperfectly Human podcast. Yeah. Um, we're doing something a little different this week because before before we start, before I hit the record button, we were just talking about how life um, life happens. Life that's, comes that's, that's the best way to put it. Life happens. <laughs> Um, life and life happened to me, and life happened to Terence this this past few days. So we thought, rather than rather than just recording a, a, a normal episode, we want to just talk and allow you guys um, to just share in some of our behind the scenes conversations that we normally have. Uh, like we've said a number of times, Terence and I get on here uh, on on this, and we just talk. So we're kind of doing that now so we're gonna forget that you guys are here and carry on with our conversation right. i just wanted to say right. hello so- <laughs> right so this is this is the imperfect part of the imperfect this is the imperfect part yeah this is it so uh like i said we both got on and we both like today ain't it <laughs> today was not it i'm running on one and a half hours sleep and yeah. and then, yo, I was gonna do, so I was gonna do a, um, I was gonna do an impromptu room on on Clubhouse today as well. Don't mm-hmm. ask me why where I was trying to fit this in because I was like, oh, let me check my calendar, let me check my schedule. I've got a time slot here. I could fit a room in here for about an hour. Do this, yeah. So I tried to do that. Clubhouse was glitching like crazy, bro. I was mad as hell because it was making me. I had to say, I had to tweet say, your clubhouse is making me look like a flake. So that room that I was planning, I'm gonna have to reschedule it. But um, yeah, and I, I thought the room was gonna be fire as well. So I was yeah. like, this, this just it wasn't the one. It wasn't happening today. Um, nothing was lining up. Um, I woke up in a bad well I woke up yeah I woke up in a bad mood because when you have one and a half hours sleep and then have to jump on a nine o'clock meeting you're like oh, I don't want to talk to no one I was in a mood people had yeah. to my calendar for the day and I was like nope I am not talking to you uh, goodbye <laughs> yeah 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 it was Man. one of those mornings yeah when you were talking it just what, it, what came to me it was some it was a scripture that I had that was for my Bible study. And what's today? Tuesday. It was either Sunday or Monday, but I'm gonna go to my notes uh, and read it because what you were talking about it made me think about it. And I'm gonna pull it up. Hold on, I'm scrolling through my stuff. Y'all, y'all bear with me. You know, we still in perky, so it's all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here, here you go. So it's um. Hebrew 10th chapter 36 verse and this is in the Amplified so it says for you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without without compromising 
so that mm-hmm. when you have poured out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. Yeah. And when I read it, and even like just like what you talking, just kind of like what we talked about before, like it's one thing to be patient, but then to endure while you're being patient. And that's the thing, because we like so it's hard when you got a lot of stuff that you want to do and you want to go into you want to switch gear and go like, okay, Lord, it's time. Like, I got to go. Boom. And you try and hit, yeah. the, hit the switch. And then like, you feel like you still in place. Like you didn't go anywhere. It's like, I'm spinning. It's kind of like. You feel like you stole Yeah. But like, you know how you drag race and everybody like spinning out. Yeah. You know, yeah before yeah. they go. That's what you're doing. It's like burning rubber, but not going anywhere. And that's, and I know that's something that's difficult, but it's something that I think in this season, when you're trying to, so in the season of manifesting things, is having that patient endurance. So even if it is not working, just like what you were saying with Clubhouse, it being patient and enduring that time. Uh, but also enduring it to set up to when things do fall in place, yeah. you're not burned out. And that's the that's the balance because it's like, and that's a struggle for me. It's always how much do I do and how much do I trust God? And that's a continuous balance. Like it's like a teeter-totter every day. Like, okay, Lord, these, you know, this is what I feel like, you know, I'm passionate about, I'm led to do, or even I feel like you calling me to do. Anticipation much, versus expectation. Yeah. How long do I do and how much I wait? That is, the, for, bro, that's the, that is the constant struggle. Anticipation versus expectation. That is a struggle that I ha- I'm having with myself all the time. I'm like, okay, God, I know you got so much in store for me. I know you've put so many ideas in me. Yeah. I'm getting new ideas on a regular and I'm still trying to execute the ones you gave me before. So mm-hmm. what do I have to do to get to where I need to be so that mm-hmm. I can start to move forward? Because this stuff feels like it's just backing up and building up in me and mm-hmm. I need to get this stuff out. Yep. And um, so I want to move, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, but your will be done. And then when I feel, when I say that, I'm like, okay, I need to slow my roll because I don't feel like I'm being told to move. I'm being told to be patient. So it's that constant, well, why are you pouring so much into me right now when you don't want me to move? You keep sending me all this stuff and I can't do nothing with it right now. Yeah, for real. Like, you know, I'm super grateful. So, um, funny, funny thing. So I did, I think I, I may have told you how some woman hit me up last, at some point last week. Um, she runs a charity organization, uh, called faith through the fire. And it's about surviving, uh, breast, helping people that are going through cancer and surviving cancer because she's a cancer mm-hmm. survivor. Um, and she, she, her and her best friend do this podcast and they hit, she hit me up and she was like, uh, let's, 
let's have a conversation. Um, maybe we can collaborate. So I checked out her stuff and I was like, yeah, no, that's dope. Let's, let's co- collaborate. So I'm recording an episode with her tomorrow for the daily perspective. Then um, I was, so that was completely out of the blue. And then today I was just chilling and um, I was thinking back over some of the stuff me and my wife had watched. And um, I think I told you, we love watching things like um, ready to love which is on the mm-hmm. own network. Mm-hmm. So one of the guys on there, um, I thought this dude had the most integrity um, of the people that was on there. And um, he got, he got done, dude got done dirty. <laughs> the lady that he was, che- he was checking for, man, she did him dirty. So let me, let me put this out here before I, before I finish off my story. Actually, no, let me finish the story and I'll come back. So basically I just reached out to him on, on Twitter and said, Hey, um, I watched ready to love. I thought I was really touched and moved by your integrity while you were on the show. I would love to, it's not a show that, that people get to see in the UK. Um, but I would love for you to come on my podcast and you know, introduce you to my audience. And he responded back. We're, we're talking. We're going to see if we can set that up. Um, we're trying to, we're going to try and figure out a date to, to, to do it. And it's just like, God is opening the opportunities. I can see them coming. The, the opportunities are happening. The things are coming. Um, so yeah, the patience, you know, it was when I get those little gems, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I get it. You're doing something. I'm going to fall back and be patient because clearly you were making things happen in a way that I could never have anticipated them to happen. And it's all going to make sense when the time is right. When the time is right, it will all pay off. So, that, so those are the kind of encouraging moments I get. But then I get the other moments where... I got, um, like I said, myself and my wife want to start a couple's coaching. So I've got tons of ideas about that. Let's not even talk about V-Fit and how V-Fit fits into that. Then we're working on another project um, that may be for later in this year, 2021. I don't know. But we're just in, we're just in um, experimenting phase and, and coming up with some of, some of, you know, some of the stuff we're, we're looking at. Then um, I've got another project that I'm supposed to be working on. So I'm just like, and then obviously I've got my consulting work. So I'm just like, "Ah, here, here, here. And then I'm trying to change. And, and, oh, oh, to then top it off, I'm back in that mental space where my consulting work that I'm doing today, I'm back at that point where, it's it's grating on me because it's still not the shape that it needs to be. It's still very um, corporate and I don't want it to be corporate. So I need to start thinking about when I start to try and transition it into a more creative consulting space. Um, So I've got that battle going on mentally because clearly my consulting work is what pays the bills. Here we go back with this 
back with this battle, but I'm ready to trust. I am ready to trust. I just, I'm just trying to figure out the right time because of all other circumstances and things that are going on. The timing has to be right. I can't, I can't do anything until certain things have happened and all, you know, everything falls into place. Um, so that, so that makes that internal struggle even more because I feel like, God, I'm ready to go. I am, you've put the battery in my back and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out the gates, but there's still, I've got the Philistines over there. I've got yeah. the other times over there. Cause I, yeah. I've got the Amorites over there. <laughs> Amalekites over there. I'm like, I'm like, God, I've got these, I've got these people, I've got these nations that I've got to take down before I can move forward. I've got these nations standing in my promised land and until I move them out of the way or until, not me actually, until you move them out of the way, until they are moved out of the way by the authority of the Lord, I cannot move or do anything in the promised land. So what's the timetable, Lord? (laughs) (laughs) So look, Look, I'm a look. This came to me while you were talking, and this this applied to me too. So I'm really talking to myself as I talk to you. But it reminded me of something that um when I was supervising, you know, other therapists that were trying to get their license. One thing, an issue that one of my supervisees had was, I said, in community mental health, you have a large caseload, and you usually have a quota about how many contacts you have to make per month. And she was like, well, I'm getting written up because I'm not seeing all my people. And But what she was doing was giving everybody equal time. And I was like, everybody doesn't need your best counselor. You know what I'm saying? Some people just need for you to check in. So then I had to set up her, her caseload on like low, medium, or high risk. So like, okay, what's your low kind of check-in people that you check in with? twice a week or once a month yeah group down what are people you need to see like you know every two weeks and then your high will be what what are people that you need to see at least once a week sometimes twice a week those are the people that's your main priority the other people they are priorities but they're not as a priority as those high yeah thing and so that's the same thing like what all you talked about Everything you just talked about is not a high priority. But in our heads, we make everything I know. the same priority. <laughs> I know. So, so it's like so it's like putting it like I said, I'm talking to myself too. So is it, it's putting it on paper with like, okay, what are the high priorities? And not this is for things you want to do, but what are the things that are high priority that will lead to the things that you want to do? Yeah. Uh and so some of them are gate gateway thing. So once you do those, they can lead to the other thing. But you gotta do them first. You yeah. To get to and I think that's what happens when when you when you have a, a personality or a mindset that always is thinking about new things and innovating and all that kind of stuff. What you <laughs> it's almost the thing that you hate to do the most is like the plan even though you need to it's not the thing that excites you it's not the thing that like 
get you hyped up. Like, let me sit down and plan. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, oh, I got this. What is new? Let me do this. Let me do that. And so our mind will pull us that way. Like, oh, well, you get to, I mean, it's going to fall in line. You just do this and you got this opportunity over here and this, this, this. Mm-hmm. But like, well, what, what would that lead to? You know, because even if it is a good opportunity, it might not be the best opportunity for right now. So just, just like for one opportunity that I was working on with one of the universities up here in Nashville, it was it. I knew it wasn't the thing for me to do, but financially, it would have got me what I what I thought I needed to do everything else. I'm like, I can do that. I know I ain't gonna like it, but that'll at least get me financially comfortable. Yeah. But I would have hated doing it, uh, and I wouldn't enjoyed it, and I would have been in a situation where they didn't really value what I brought to the table. I would just be fitting a need and not really showcasing what I could do to help. So that's that's something that is always a balance because our in our creativity and innovation can be our like Achilles heel. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's something that sometimes we'll lean too heavy into it. It's like I'm a creator. I create. So you won't let me create. Let me be great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, why you put all these boundaries around me? Why you restricting me so much? You know what I'm saying? I just want to be, you know, able to do what I want to do. But sometimes that's not the best thing for us either. Like sometimes no, us not having free reign like we would want to, even though in our mind, like I know in my head, I was like, man, if I ain't had to worry about no bills and all that kind of stuff, I'd just do whatever thing I wanted to. Da, 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 da. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. You know, and it's a lot of stuff that I could have done. And if I, I'm really honest with myself, I really didn't, I wasn't committed to it like I needed to. And I let things take priority over that. Yeah. So some of it is like my own doing of, man. I just didn't spend enough time or I didn't fully commit to it. As I said it, I committed to the the fantasy of it. It's like in my head, I completed it. And it's like, I just keep reliving that. And sometimes that could be the thing that stops us from doing the thing we want to do because it's almost like we know it's safe in our head, but once we start going for it and putting it on paper, and implement stuff, we can't control that. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing that scares us the most. So, like, we'll rather have something in our head be the greatest thing. And like, oh, man, I, it's going to be the greatest thing when it come out, when when I get through with it and stuff. But we're afraid to get finished with it because it's been something that we've been tied to for a long time. And it's like how I am with the book. I've been working on the book for years. But part of that fear is like, what am I going to do after I finish it? It's like, what then? <laughs> you know? You know now what you mean? see, the, the funny thing there is, and, and I know this is one of the reasons why God put the two of us together, because you're thinking about what you're going to do after the book. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and you're thinking about it from, oh my gosh, what am I going to do after the mm-hmm. book? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, I know what Terrence needs to be doing after the book. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm waiting for you to finish the book because I'm like, cool, boom. We trying to get on Oprah's on Oprah. Yeah, you saying that? You saying that? I, I, I received, bruh. Received. I'm dead serious about this. We're trying yeah, to get to Oprah's book club. We're trying to get this out to everybody that's got a book club, especially if we. So the thing, the thing I love, um, and it's, it's why I gravitated to the consulting work that I do. I love meeting people. I yeah. love putting things in the hands of people, and that's the same with you. I love connecting with people and helping them find things that they never knew they needed. Yep. And it's not even from a sales kind of way. For me, the passion and the excitement about the book is that, hey, when this is done, the amount of people that this is going to help unlock their their, their paths is going to be crazy. So why don't I want to scream this from the rooftop? I want people to to get access to this because you are going to set so many people free. But in in the same breath, when you put it out there and you start to set people free, you actually set yourself free because right now you're caged up because, and the thing is you're the one that's got the key to the padlock. Yeah. But you're not putting the key in that padlock. you're You're not turning the key. Yeah. But as soon as you put it out there, you unlock that padlock and you're going to suddenly see that the landscape is going to change for you. Yeah. And that, and for me, that's the exciting part because I know that yeah. once you put it out there and people start to read it and people start to get an understanding of what life excavation is about and what you're trying to do for people, mm. oh, your phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just make sure you book out my time for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, cause, uh, so like what you what you what you saying that? Like I said, I think for me it was well one. So I think everything that did happen had had to happen. So a lot of what the book is is me, and so. If I did it in any other way, I think it would have been easier. But it's like I'm writing about what I'm living. And then as I'm editing it or rereading it, I'm re-experiencing stuff as I go along. So emotionally, it's a whole lot because it's really my whole journey uh, to get where I am now. But also it kind of talks about what what happens next. But it's really getting me. And this is what I wanted to be sure of. I didn't want it to be a book. Well, if I wanted to just be a book, I could have had it done a long time ago. But I didn't want to just be something that people read. I wanted people to see themselves in it. But also, it would be customizable to their experience. So, you know, if you're a person that overthinks a whole lot, I don't want to talk about overthinking. I want you to feel like I'm communicating the way that you would. Like, did that feel like you? Is that your thoughts? Is that kind of like what you said the other the other week when we were talking about like our strengths? And you like, I got the ability to kind of step into people, experience, and kind of tell them yeah. what was going on with them. That's kind of how I wanted the book to be. But it's like as I get closer and closer, those 
those things manifest more and more in me. So it's like I gotta battle my own stuff. Yeah, you're still I'm, working stuff out. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, that I'm writing about. And so that could be frustrating at times, but it's the other part is I work ahead of myself. So when I think I'm behind, I'm actually not that far behind. I'm really probably ahead, but I work in like chunks. And so a lot of stuff that I'll do, it might not be for the time. It might be for later. So a lot of stuff I wrote last year, it it pertained to like now on my life now. Right. So like almost I write and then catch up with, with myself. It's almost like I write in future tense. Um, but I think that's what makes it. And I part of it's a part of the book where I talk about that very thing you were talking about is I feel like it was something that's going to help a lot of people. But it was me. That was in my own way, and I'm sorry for the wait. Like I, I apologize for making y'all wait so long, but I had to deal with with me. But yeah. that's the um, that's the thing that I really felt. That was the why for me to quit my job because I really felt that. But like the scripture that I read, that patient endurance, the journey in those transitions chips away. And that passion. And so that's kind of where I am now. At the beginning, I was like, whatever I got to do, I'm going to get to a place, where I'm going to focus on the book, and that's going to be it. And then once I start getting to that place, I was like, I just want to lay down. I'm so tired <laughs> and exhausted. And you know what I'm saying? And so the endurance part now that, that I have to build back up because it's so much energy to make the transition, but you also have to have energy to maintain the patient endurance too. And that's what I'm trying to recharge on because everything in me like, yes, go, write it, do it, sit down. But in my body like, no, sleep, lay down. I know I don't even have words for you to even think about. <laughs> and so that's the balance is like I see it but it's like where I am from a physical standpoint or emotional standpoint and where I am from a vision standpoint or a, a purpose standpoint, they're not in sync right now. And that's the, that's the struggle. I don't know if that makes okay. sense. No, I get it. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It's weird. I'm in, um, I think I'm in my, study phase and I get I get into these phases where I just want to absorb information yep. the only thing I want to do is absorb information on whatever topic I don't feel motivated so and this is going to sound contradictory to what I said before mm-hmm. but in a weird way, hopefully it will make sense. But although I know I'm full of ideas and stuff that I want to press, push, go on, the more the ideas come, the more I want to learn. So I want to, I want to absorb information about certain things. So when we decided we wanted to do the couples coaching, I became obsessed with knowing 
everything about coaching and therapy you know and that's why i remember you remember when i was talking to you about all the questions of, so what if i do this and what if i do that and, and, because i i just want to absorb and know everything and then i i guess it's weird i realized that actually the skill sets that i need i've already got and then it starts to i'm like oh okay then that's when i hit the hole okay let i just want to go then but at the moment, I'm at that phase where, so I think it was yesterday, I didn't want to do anything. I literally did not want to do anything. All I wanted to do was sit down with a book and read. Um, or sit down with my Bible and read. Because I felt something was, and it was probably more the latter than than the former. I needed that time in the word because something was amiss. It's not like I don't spend time in the Bible, but I just wanted to enjoy the Bible and, and then, and be fed. And it's weird. It's a difference between when we're prepping and when I'm just reading and just being fed and both provide me with content, both provide me with topics and all of that stuff. Um, like, so I'm not sure if you saw what I put, put in for, for, the, for the topic today. I, put, I, I went and read the whole story about Samson. Yeah, I, I saw what you had. Yeah. And that, that, that led me to um, why dudes can't turn down the booty. That's a that's that's what that was a, a topic for me because that's what got Samson whooped. Yeah, he didn't know how to say no, but it kind of it kind of fits in with the whole gifting thing because we'll, we'll talk about that when we when we do that episode. But it's for me the whole thing. Whenever I read the Bible, it starts to just trigger all sorts of things, and I try and relate it to real life. That. For me, it's that's a real topic. That's real life. And I think that that's what I've been needing that, hey, you're getting so wrapped up in trying to create this and create that and create this. You're not feeding yourself with what yep. gives you your creative inspiration in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so absorb information, take it all in, slow down. I got you. I know I've already put the landmarks out there. I've already put the exit points for you. Stay on, stay on the highway right now. I'll let you know when your exit is coming up and you can take the exit and do what you need to do and you get back on the highway. So it's so funny enough, the same thing that you, you know, what you're saying about um, not wanting to let go of something sometimes, I can, I, I get it because that's me when it's been your project, when it's been your baby for so long, yep. you're like, what? If I, when I put this out there, one, I don't want people to abuse it. I want people to re- right. receive it well. Right. And two, it's like, well, now I want to watch my baby grow and, f- and flourish. And I'm, am I ready for that? And, and that can be scary. And that's what's happening with, that's what's happening with the Daily Perspective Network for me, that now that, that I've kind of like, it's, I'm putting it more and more and more and more out there. I'm starting to see that, hey, people from places that I didn't even know about are picking up 
on what we're doing and they're listening to they're listening to daily perspective they're listening to imperfectly human and i'm like whoa i didn't even know we were having we were getting listeners from these places and now i'm all of a sudden i'm thinking oh my gosh people am i ready for people to hear do i sound polished is the, the is the post-production right is the pre-production right is it and oh no we got to, we got to we got to rein it back in because it's, it's not quite right you i start to get kind of you know that yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, give me back my baby. So I get yeah. it. That's, mm-hmm. but I think that is something that we have to learn to deal with. Um, it's one of the reasons. Also, while overworking on stuff, it's part of the reasons why sometimes we feel so tired. Yep. Because we're just going over and over and over and over and over. Whereas sometimes, hey, even God rested, man. Thanks. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like Thanks. at some point, we've got to take a break. And I think my my inability to, to, to fall asleep yesterday was because sometimes I just don't mentally shut down. Yeah. I just keep thinking about stuff. I keep playing stuff over. Um, if it's not, if it's not about the ideas and the and what I want to do in the future, and I'm thinking about my children's futures because my I'm raising entrepreneurs. So when they start coming to me with their ideas, my mind goes, "Boom! Okay, so we could do this with that, and we could do this, and you could do." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa slow down!" She's 15. She's she's still one. She can't even start a business legally. She, she's still feeling it out and fleshing it out and shaping her ideas. So let her do that. Stop trying to. And then I get scared that I'm just gonna. I don't want to take over her ideas and then make her fall out of love with her passion because. I've taken over a passion and tried to push her into something that where it wasn't supposed to go. So I'm trying to learn to pull myself back because I go too fast, just off out yes. of the game. Yeah. Now nah, it so a lot of what you say it man, I wish I was writing. I, like usually when we in regular episode mode. I'm writing and stuff, and I wish I would have wrote a couple of things down because of some point that you had made that I wanted to kind of <clears throat> reiterate, but I, I probably missed some of them. But the thing, the point that you talked about of uh, kind of giving your baby back up or like, once yeah. it's out there, you don't have control over it, um, that's kind of what happened with us, with what we're doing with our progress. Then we started just doing one live a week. Then it started to be two. Uh, then we started changing production. We started to do different topics. We started like roll out different stuff. And so from one standpoint, the people that were really resonating with it, and the same just like what you were saying, it was people that were listening and watching that we didn't know of. You know, when we do it live, we only see a small fraction of it, but it was just so many people like, oh, I catch y'all, or I listen to it, oh, y'all be talking good and all that kind of stuff. And But I think the other part of it, just like this scripture, that patient patient endurance has to do with you being patient in the work too, mm. because you can be 
so future focused in doing the work that you don't enjoy doing it in the moment. And that's kind of where it was going toward the end of the year. It was like, I just wasn't looking forward to doing the live. Not that once we started, like it can it can, it take a life on its own once you get started. But before it was like, I just don't. Like I wake up, like I just don't want, <laughs> I just don't want to do this today. Uh and it was just because of the routine, like, okay, Monday, Thursday, 12 o'clock, record. Then, like, yeah. we had got a little scared, like, oh, Tuesday, me and Dave, record. So I'm just, like, waking up, okay, prep, what, record. And then sometimes it got to a point, like, I don't even want to prep no more. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going whatever happened, Lord, you give me something, I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, but I think that's, and I guess that's what that's part of that fear of giving it up is like the fear of it consuming you once it's out to the public. And I, and I think it's more of not that what we would do will fail is we already have a good kind of inclination that it will be beneficial to people. People resonate with it. Sometimes I fear is people will connect to it too much and then will I be able to handle all of that avalanche of what yeah. come? And I know for me, that's my fear uh, because I just came out of a season of my life with a lot of, like, you know, a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm recovering from, like people pleasing, but yeah. workaholic is another one. Yeah, and for sure. I don't that. I, yeah, I I have to really maintain some kind of boundary around myself because I know me. Once I lock in, it's that's over. It. I don't care how long I gotta stay up. I don't. And so that's why when people are like, why don't you put your stuff out there? Why don't you? I'm like, y'all don't. I know me. <laughs> I, I gotta have some kind of parameters, or I have to have. So, and I think that's why. I can get into overthinking and just like what you were saying, mine will go to plan for the next like outlets. So if something get bigger, it's like, okay, what's the little outlet that can kind of ease that off? Ease that, you know what I'm saying? So it won't build up just like the, um, you know, just like with the excavation. Cause I had sent you kind of like what I was working on and I sent it to like Kendrick and some other folks and I was just getting real anxious. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to see a whole lot of people every week because that would I know what that would do for me. Uh and so then we kind of transition. So that's why I've been changing that that video to focus on the life lab instead of booking the one-on-one. I can get right. more people life labs that will, you know, benefit me for a time, but my own well-being. <laughs> Cause if I because I know me, if I whoever if they book it. I'm coming with all my energy to them. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna have way nothing. And so that you know, I'm either all in or not. And so whatever I'm committed to, I'm all in. And sometimes that could be uh, to my detriment. Well not sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's to my <laughs> to my detriment. No, I feel you. I feel you. <clears throat> so it's it's just you gotta so I mean we talk about boundaries with people. But we have to know our own boundaries with ourselves and our own like defaults that will pull us back out of alignment. And I know 
I have to be very careful with that. And um, and like I said, just like you were saying with sleep, as it's certain signals that you're getting down a path that you need to slow down. It's like one sleep, uh, two like eating habits, uh, and three like exercise. Um, but for me and the other thing, and people like not even then that be breathing correctly. Mm. Is the the biggest thing that you can do, like if you can do nothing else, if you learn to breathe at a very controlled state throughout your day, that will keep you calm in certain situations. Even if they're, you know, there might be heightened or might be crisis situation. If you can control your breathing, and not from like a you know, meditate, like, relaxing. <laughs> and like, not that. <laughs> but, you know, you'd be surprised if you just really, really was aware of how you breathe during the day. We do a lot of shallow breathing all throughout our day. Uh, and that keeps us tense. That keeps us anxious. That, that But that tires us out, too. And that's right. how you can have, you know, because a lot of times we breathe, but we don't do full breaths. And like your body, when you do a full breath, it kind of like clears you out. It kind of helps you center too. So a lot of times that's why we can, you know, get sick too, because we're not really fully breathing. Yeah. Uh, and not not saying like, you know, in these corona times, not, you know, I'm talking about inside, <laughs> you, know, they, you know, not out here in front of the people now. Don't do that. Don't be spreading COVID to folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about at your house, you know, with the people that you've been in. Yeah, don't go out outside and get yourself whooped. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do that. Don't do that out, out in the public like that. Don't do that. But but that's one thing. So that's a constant reminder I had to give myself is like breathe. Like breathe. <laughs> and you would think that like, what you mean? We breathe all the time, like, yeah, but no. No, we don't breathe like we need. No, I don't think I don't think we're conscious about how we breathe. And it's funny, the stuff that you said, you just, when you were saying it, I was like, uh, that's me. Uh, that's me. Uh, that's me. It's like, okay, so my sleep is messed up. Yeah. My eat, my eating messed up. So I got into really good habits of not eating beyond so one, I started doing, I started playing with intermittent fasting because mm-hmm. I thought that I found it really helpful. Um, having exercise and that self-control of not just eating whenever I felt like eating, but actually eating because kind of eating for nourishment rather than just eating for the sake of eating. So, um, but whilst I was doing that, I got into good habits of having breakfast, having lunch having dinner of late I'm back to old habits of no breakfast lunch occasionally and then just dinner so some days it's two meals some days it's one and I can hear my wife guys you like have you eaten um I'll I'll get something I'll get something later she's like okay when if I don't say nothing to me. And I'm like, all right, my bad. 
but I can see myself falling back into bad habits because yep. things are falling out of alignment because yep. I'm allowing I'm allowing stress and other things to come into play. So my exercise routine, which was religious, that was the one thing I'm I was religious about. I got up on time, I hit the gym, I worked out. And then got on with my day. I've gone from six, five to six times a week to once a week, if that. Yeah. So something (laughs) is out of alignment. And I need to, you know, I've been, me and my wife have been sitting down and talking and saying, hey, what's going on? Why are we so out of alignment of what we you know, we've lost our center for some reason. How do we get it back? So we're back focused on, you know, keeping that core because for us, again, bringing it back to V fit, V fit, although we, although we're sitting there waiting to happen, there are core principles to V fit. There's the X um, it's, there's your nutrition, what you take in, there is your body mechanics and your fitness. So how you move your body and what you do to keep your flexibility to keep. I'm not about, look, if people want to get or turn into Arnie and do all of that, that's cool. That's their thing. I believe your body has a natural center and it's about working towards your body's natural center. Some of you are not built with the frame to, to carry that much mass. I certainly am not. Um, and hey, my my ideal center is well, uh, probably what's that? Maybe about 136, 137 pounds. That's not a lot. I'm I fall into that Banton weight boxing category. I'm I'm a yeah. super lightweight. Yeah, so, you, got, you, you know, you got the quick hand. They got the quick hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll say to my friend, man, I, I, I'll, I'll go three minutes with Iron Mike if that check good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because Mike, Mike be, so you be, you be permanently brain damaged. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Now. You know what I'm Oh man! Yeah, I don't know. Nah, for real, I, that that would be a straight. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you, your body's got a natural set, and then you know the third one of the. Then you've got the spiritual component. What are you doing with that component? Because if that's out of alignment, your whole everything else is out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Then. You know, one of the things that we started and I'm kind of sneak, kind of talking about one of the projects we're working on, we also have to consider what we apply to our body because, hey, we're using these products that they create and all of these these things and these things, are these things natural or these things, you know, these things are synthetic. What do they do to our bodies? How do they keep us, you know, how do they keep us? How, what's the word I'm looking for? What toxins are they putting into our bodies, which then yep. mess up our balance? 
or as the ninjas will say, they mess up your your chakra. Uh, so I'm like, ah, you know, I love me my ninjutsu. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. So you you kind of you you start to throw your you throw your body off. Yeah. So yeah. that's what V is about, and 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 for me, I'm everything that we our core principles. We're noticing that hey, something is something is throwing us off. So now we're we're we're, we're slowly trying to readjust and realign because if we're, if I'm off and she's off, then the kids are going to be off. Yep. It's, nah, it's, yeah, man, you. So this these this you know this is my area like self care exercise all that kind of this is my this is my area and it's the area that I really work with people on a whole lot um but I know what it what it did for me like what it done for me to kind of keep me balanced so just like you were talking about exercise and all that so usually I try and exercise in the morning I might do something like for me it's always good for me to find new things to do because after a while you get into a routine and it makes you not want to do it and be excited about it. So I had just started doing, I don't know if you heard of like the five Tibetan rites or something like that. Kind of yeah, like I heard five. it. So I started doing them like a week or so ago and it's supposed to like help you kind of frame and set your, your day in which it does. Like it doesn't take, it's not like strenuous exercise, but when you finish it, you're like, Oh man, I feel that. Yeah. Hmm. That's something, you know. You know. Uh and so and then I, I try and go rucking. And so I've been doing rucking for about a year or something. And I started with like 25 pounds, I think. Now I got like like I think like four to five pounds in my in my book bag. And so I mean it's some people do the go ruck, like go ruck is the company that does the rucking events and stuff around yeah. the world. But their stuff is so high priced. And so, like, I literally found, like, a rucksack on Amazon for about, like, $20-something. And instead of getting the plates, you can just buy bricks from, like, Lowe's or Home Depot and wrap them in duct tape and then put towels around them so it doesn't move. And that's what I use. (laughs) So my whole rucking system costs about, like, $40-something. Yeah. Uh, but it's but that helps with uh with my back. And like I said, me and you, we both talked about like yeah, yeah. and all that. But it helps with your posture because that rucksack kind of pulls your back because yeah, it straightens you back out. So my back, I don't have pretty much any problems with my back now since I do it because I go for about I do about at least three to four miles uh, rooking. And so, yeah, you feel it like all in here mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're done. But for people that don't like running, because I used to run, but then it started hurting my knees. Oh, uh, my knees are sharp. Yeah. So if you don't want to run, rooking will kind of give you that replacement. But it's, it's a more full body thing. But it, it will strengthen your back, too. So that's something, too. But what I realized when I feel like I'm out of balance is something that I'm not doing for myself. Mm. I'm not investing in myself as much. Because the, the time that I was most productive is when I spent the most money on taking care of myself. And that was like uh, going to the chiropractor regularly, 
doing my float therapy. Uh, then the float therapy place had a, a massage therapy. So I'll do the float and get a massage. It's just like, it's like they putting you on a cloud and you just, just floating you on out the yeah. door. It's just like, like you just be so relaxed after that. Um, and then I would still do my workout and then my supplements. So I would do, um, I said, I don't know if you take like ashwagandha or anything like that, but that's a natural, like, yeah, stress reliever. I do. So it's all about. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, come this, on, this, I'm this, this is stuff I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so yeah. So like all that in that phase that I was doing all this stuff, like black seed oil, like all this stuff. I took. So it's like I was real big on like health and wellness and natural things because mm. I think we can naturally we can manage most of the day-to-day things or life circumstances we have but it's when we go too far into just like well give me a pill for that and let me do this let me you know and we don't put effort into it i think that's why people don't get the results they they looking for because people want something quick and a lot of things that's better for you it takes an investment and oh for sure (laughs) before you see some results so, but it, you know, that's one thing I had to do too is I had to take an inventory when I get to those spaces. Like, what did I forget to do? Because just like what you were saying, it's always in something that we used to do to keep ourselves balanced that we stop. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but like for me, when I miss doing something, like, so just say like working out five days a week and I miss a day or two. I'm like, man, I don't even want to stay. You know, it's like it's like everything gone. It's like I don't, I'm not doing everything anything. goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> everything. And so, so that, yeah. So that I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, now I'm gonna go. So that's what kind of that's what kind of happened with the book right before like Thanksgiving because I was doing my. I was doing my daily fifteen hundred words. Yeah, you were fifteen hundred words. Fifteen hundred words, and then I went home for Thanksgiving, and it threw my routine out the window. And it was like I couldn't get back into it when I got back up here, and I was like, Ugh. and so that like totally like took my my motivation, and it's like now I gotta figure out. <laughs> How to, how to like regain it because it was that that's really like that was the last time I was like locked in with the book. And after Thanksgiving, it was like, man. <laughs> so I'm laughing because this is what whenever I talk to you, T, I'm like, this is like looking in the mirror, man. <laughs> People don't get it when I say it. Yeah. I'm a creature of habit and routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it to I said it to someone that the reason I don't drink every day, mm-hmm. even if it's just a you know oh just mm-hmm. a, a beer or whatever, I don't drink every day because whatever I do, I turn it into a habit and routine. Yeah. I have an addictive personality. So I get hooked on patterns. 
it's why my brain works logically. Everything to me has sequence in it. So if I break, if I, if I start a sequence, I have a keep it. If I break the sequence and it's broken because, and I don't want to touch it because it's no longer, it doesn't look right or feel right anymore. So I don't want it anymore. It's just like, ah, it's broken. I don't want it. I don't want it. So if my fitness routine is going and I'm training in my intervals, as long as that nothing disrupts that, it remains. As soon as something throws it off, my rhythm is gone and I struggle to get back on my rhythm. And that applies to everything that I do. I'm... I'm just this, I have, and this, I always say to my wife, it's like this mild OCD kind of behavior. Um, I'm not, it's not that full on OCD where I've got to tap the, tap the wall three times if I do something. I'm not Dr. Sheldon yeah. Cooper. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing none of that. Crazy. But there is this, I like things laid out, like my desk is always laid out the same way. Because if I come in and things are not where they're supposed to be, my I'm already off center. And then I'm, I'm trying to put everything back to where it's supposed to be. And then I can't focus. So things have to be in a certain place. I, you know, I'm one of those people that I like to, I'll open my bedside drawer and I know exactly where to reach, even if it's dark, to grab a set of headphones because they are in a particular place and they shall forever be in a particular place. Everything about me is like that. I lay out clothes in my wardrobe in a particular way. Shirts are in a particular section. It's the routine just helps me have the structure that I need. And then that's why I always say to people about when it comes to work, if I plan out my day or I plan out activities, if anything throws that schedule out, then my whole day's messed up because I'm then scrambling to try and fit back into into the routine. So I'm one of these people that just, if I have a routine, I have to stick to the routine because if it breaks, all hell breaks loose and then I can't bring myself back to my center in it or and then I have to start all over again and set a whole brand new routine. Okay, we're going to reset this and we're going to start again and we're going to forget all the gains that we've made before and we're, we're back at we're back at, at zero. Oh, dude, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll make you laugh. So um, I, I always wake up and read my Bible first thing in the morning. And one of the things I love about the Bible app is looking at the streak. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm looking at my streak and I'm like, oh, my numbers is going up. And we had to do something. And we had to, we, we had to, I had to do it early in the morning. So it broke my routine and I forgot to read my Bible at the time that I normally read my Bible. And then I read my Bible the following day at normal time. And the first thing I saw as soon as I opened the app was that I was back down to one day. And dude, it hurt me. My heart sunk. I was like, I don't even want to read my Bible today. <laughs> I don't even want. I don't even want to go outside and play today. <laughs> dude, I was so. 
I know myself. I'm. It's that's I have to. Routine is so important to me. But then for some people, routine, they don't like routine whatsoever. But I yeah. can't function without structure. Yeah. So, so, so when I got when I got my iPhone, I switched from Android to 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 iPhone. I um I got an Apple Watch too, and so you know the activity. Um, yeah. So I said it, and so I started to do it. And then you know, once you start reaching your benchmarks, then it increased like the calories. It's like okay. The goal this week is this many calories and this much. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm the same way. So that's kind of how I break up like what I do during the day. In the morning, I do like a like an hour workout just to get my exercise checked off. And then that give me my midway with my calories. Now my steps gonna be way off uh because usually I don't do a whole lot of walking around. With my with my morning exercise, but that's when I go rook. When I go rooking, I get my ten thousand steps that I need. Yeah. Um, and then, like the stand goal, I get that throughout the day. So you know, by seven eight o'clock, I got that. So when they going to get that ding and all the yeah. circuit going, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that so I've been on the street for about. Uh, about forty-five days, where I hit all of them, and so there's like me. That's why we were talking. That's why I was thinking. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, how many steps I got? How many? <laughs> like, okay, what time we probably gonna get through? All right, I got, I got a couple hours to do this and something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how. But when you were talking about you know finding the rhythm, so I used to be a very, very structured routine person, almost to the point where it was like obsessive. Uh, and that was because the the line of work that I did when I was doing therapy in the schools, I would have so many meetings and all that. I would lit and that's when I, I had the Blackberry back then. Oh I had the Blackberry oh. Blackberry. <laughs> you look you look when you had a Blackberry, you was important now. You had some <laughs> You were doing some real work. You had a real job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I had literally like from like thirty minute interval booked out on my phone every day. Like I knew where my meetings were, like my lunch and stuff. Like just do 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 like that. And over the years, I got learned to to build out blocks of things, but not necessarily a set routine. And part of that time that I was talking about when I was taking care of myself, it was me moving away from a real structured routine. It was things that I did, but I didn't set the time that I did. them. So mm. sometimes I would go rucking in the morning. Sometimes I would do it in the evening. Sometimes I might do, you know, floats in the morning. Sometimes I do them in the evening. Sometimes, you know, it's like they were interchangeable. So if it didn't happen right then, I didn't have to freak out about it. Um, and I went through a period of trying new things. I know for me, me learning new things or experiencing new things or what, like, and connecting to new people, those are things that feed me. 
And when I don't have opportunity to do that, then I feel like real restricted because just like me and you have a conversation and it made me think about something like, oh, okay, cool. That apply to this. In the same way, just like on Shaper, where we met it, I was meeting a lot of people on Shaper. And it might have might not have been long-term like networking connections, but I was learning stuff from people that yeah. I was applying to the business, applying to what I was doing. And that mechanism I don't have right now. And that's one thing that's been bothering me. And it added to that pandemic and COVID. And then I can't travel like I want to. And that's yeah. one thing I really was planning on doing. And I think that's the most devastating thing for me right now is because I want to go travel. I want to go do more like nature type stuff and go to the state parks and do all this kind of traveling. And I can't <laughs> right, no, right and and that's something that I'm that's that's something I have to deal with like every day is man I want to go and do stuff but I can't do it I don't know when I'm better to do it you know international travel is something that I was already planning on doing uh and then I don't know when that's gonna happen yeah either. so, so it's like it's like man and I think that's that's part of it but one thing I wrote down when you were talking about, you know, having things in the same way that you left them is a control thing. And I, yeah. I, I do it for me, too. Uh, and when I want things to be the same way or whatever like that, that's me wanting to have a certain level of control about my environment. Yeah. And, but the longer we live, the less we, the, the more we realize how less, how how we're not in control of pretty much anything. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why the thing in our immediate environment, we try to control so much because everything else in life seems like it's so far out the way. Like I can't control nothing else. So if I can control what my desk look like, what this look like, you know, all that, then it makes me feel better. But, you know, it's still things that happen that throw that all out of way. Just, just like for me today, I had planned on working out and read my Bible and stuff, and I looked at my calendar like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not right. Who messed up? Let me go see. And then they just, they just sent my whole whole morning in a totally different direction. And then it was like, okay, cool. Now what I need to do the second half of the day to settle myself back down, that happened, whatever, it's going to get rectified. I'm going to take care of that. But I can't allow, and this is one thing I was telling myself earlier today, like even though it's something that, you know, what my fault is going to get rectified. Yeah, I'm upset about it. I can't allow it to then derail my whole day. Like I yeah, can't no, for really real. just, just demolish my whole day because it wasn't something that, one, I wasn't expecting, but two, uh, I didn't really have control over. So the things I controlled, I did. Like, when we checked on it, when we rectified it, when we talked about it, kind of know a time frame when they get back rectified. So I think that's something, too, is when things do happen, <clears throat> finding a way of putting parameters in place that will get you back on the path to getting where you need to get to and not just letting it consume you because that's the 
that's the one thing that would take us off path if we already stressed and we already tired and then somebody <clears throat> cut in front of us one day or <laughs> somebody <laughs> or we get sent something in the mail and say like, oh, you owe us some, some, some. And he's like, mm-mm, not, the, not today. Not today. You're not going to get Not today. Now, you know, the crazy thing. So when I was, when I was younger, I was probably, well, my brother, my brother will testify to this. Yeah. Um, I was, I was messy. I was messy. I there was no structure or organization to anything. Mm-hmm. I came in, I took it off my back, I threw it on the floor or threw it on the bed, and I went about my business. Mm-hmm. And I, I was messy. I, I don't know where it changed. I think it, it changed. It changed in my teens, my late teens. Once mm-hmm. I got to about. Seven, 16, 17, that's when I became very control freaky with certain things and wanting things in a particular way. Mm-hmm. If I probably look back, maybe there was a significant um, event that happened at that point mm-hmm. that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, that was probably when it changed. But it was... Hi, y'all. We, we, we're gonna talk about that offline. <laughs> 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 but, um, uh, uh, yeah, because I'm thinking about certain things that happened around that time. Actually, I yeah. could, I, I, I could, I might be able to put my finger on, on, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, what yeah. changed around that time. It's funny what triggers what. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I lightened the tone, so I promised I was gonna come back to this. Yeah. Um, what? So I said the guy from Ready to Love me and him were going to have that conversation. But what blew me away? What always blows me away when I watch a lot of these um, American shows versus UK, especially the ones around dating, is just the concept of dating is different. So for me. <laughs> It's like if I go to if I went to a girl and said, "Oh, you know, I like you. You like me. Let's go on a date." Check, check, check yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's kind of like we've always been on this immediate exclusivity kind of thing. Yeah. We're exclusive immediately. I'm not seeing anyone else. I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm not even telling anyone else I'm interested in them. Whereas in, in America, you got stages. You dating, then you no, 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 you ain't even dating. You talking. You oh, okay. You talking. You talk. You talking first, and then, then you dating. It may or may not lead to dating, but you just talking to see what what is. Then you exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So. When you get to this dating phase, you go, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm dating like four or five people. I'm like, w- 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 say what? <laughs> say what now? <laughs> I, I, ain't, I ain't built for all that. I, 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 <laughs> so I was, I was hella confused when I, when, <laughs> when people were like, yeah, I'm, I'm dating four or five. I'm like, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's too much work. 
you doing too much too much it's too much and that's that's what that's what um that's dating in this this day and age is like if I hear want you dating not I was like man y'all just don't know <laughs> y'all just don't y'all just y'all just don't know it like it's different um and like I said, it was it was it was it was funny because one of uh like me and my fraternity brother, so we did like a group call last was it last night or the night before? I think it was Sunday night. I think so. We used to try and do it like once a year or something like that, just check in. And that's what all them they were saying. Like, yeah, like man, they they realized most of them got married to their wives, like. They were dating their wives in college. And so not too long after college, they got married. And so it's like, and that's a that's a southern thing too. Uh, mm. in the South, in the South, it's more uh promoted for people to get married. Pretty much that's what it's like, and it's kind of been generational, is you know, women went to college to find a husband. And by the right. time they graduated, we'll for them to be married and have kids. Like, that's a real southern thing. Up north, people get married a lot later. So, like, my, like I said, but give or take now, it's kind of changing. So, up north, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Like, my age, it wouldn't be so uh, out the norm for people not to be married. But uh, in the south, it's pretty much like you. 20 something like you should be married and have kids not just one <laughs> multiple <Zero. laughs> yeah multiple of them uh, but it's, it's so now I think just a lot of the one on one communication is not it pretty much most of it starts online mm. and if you're not a social media person I'm not a social media person like I'm not on the gram like that I'm not on Facebook like that I'm not so it is like that's what you do. <laughs> like I said, people don't really meet. <laughs> you know, just like how they say hi in real life. Like they'll meet in real life. Like yeah. So it's like your first initial connection with somebody is online. Yeah. Um, and that if you just don't like it, you know, like the social media part or doing a profile and the pitch like yeah yeah no for you real know, for the great oh. you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah no my wife she put me on the spot because she said look if we if you were single at this age how would you meet people and I was like because I was like she was like oh um she goes yeah I, I would use a dating app or I'd go and I'd go and I'd do some speed dating or whatever and I was like Nah, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. So she was like, "Well, how are you gonna meet people?" Because she she was like, "The way we met, that's not how it happens anymore." Uh-huh. And then I had to I had to take a step back and think, and I was like, "No, she's right. It's it's the game has changed. Yeah. Like, yeah. The game has changed. I don't understand how all of this. You know, oh, just swipe right." Or you swipe left, and I'm like, I don't know how to do all of that. <laughs> I like yeah. to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but right when you're saying that, it it made me go back. So like, you know, my my ex girlfriend, we kind of saw each other in public, and we kind of knew each other because we went to we went to the same college, but we didn't really 
know know each other in college, but it was just a chance encounter where I was at. I was eating with my family, and like I saw her, but I know how like my folks are. So if I went over there, they were like, "Who teach out who is that? You know who that is?" I'm like, "I ain't gonna do all that today." I like, "No, we're not gonna do that today." So like I saw, <laughs> so like. She saw me, I saw her, but it was like, we ain't say nothing to each other. And so then I got a a, 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 a DM on Facebook, uh, and she was like, hey, didn't I see you? You know? Uh, Ooh, uh, she uh, slid uh, into uh, your DMs. Yeah. So I was like, that on me. I'm like, I ain't want to speak because I saw you with your folks, I was with my folks, blah, 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 blah. And so that's kind of how we kind of made that first initial connection. Um and so, like I said, it just, it, yeah, it just happened. So, like, social media, even if you see people in, in real life, sometimes it's, like, the first point to doing, to meeting in real life. But now you got the pandemic involved in it, too, when you got COVID-19. Yeah. Then make it a whole lot. So, it's, like, for me, I don't want to get to the point where I do want to start back then. I know, um... You know, I'll be more prepared. Well, not more prepared. I think right now I'm preparing myself to kind of establish myself. So it's like right now I don't want anything to take time away from me trying to get settled. Yeah. Because I know me, once I get involved, especially like relationships, I'm all in and I can kind of slow my progress down because I'm trying to make the relationship work. Yeah, and that's that's something that I always had an issue with. So it's, it's like the same. It's like I'm always most productive when I'm not in a relationship. It's like when I'm in a relationship, it slows me down. I'm not saying I can't do both, but like my no, priority. You, you can be a workaholic when you're not in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. and ain't no one gonna have a problem with it because the only person you got to report to is you. Right, right, and you're right, and so I think that's why for me, I always kind of had it planned that I would do a lot of my heavier work, kind of like early in my life, and then establish stuff so then I could really enjoy my family, yeah, and my wife, and that's uh, that's kind of always was in my plan. Um, not saying that it's working like that, <laughs> but but I got a lot of the you know all the school and all that kind of stuff out the way, so yeah. I don't have to do that now. And like I said, business stuff, we in the process of all that stuff kind of falling in line. So in the scheme of things, I'm right in the midst of like my plan, but I just know I don't want to work so much while I'm in family mode because I grew up that way. I grew up with both my parents working yeah. all the time. And I just know how that is, especially with me being the only child. And so, like, I always said to myself, I never wanted to want my children to experience that. Not that it was bad, but it just, they were at work. I see them at the mall. Like, my parents <laughs> were both retail managers. So, my dad managed champs and my mom made it like a, a women's like clothes store. Yeah. So I, I was, I would just go to the mall and like pop in and say like, Hey, what, what's going on? Or like, I mean, I did, I, I was able to get all the free joys and stuff I wanted to. I could literally go up there to the champ and like, Hey, I want them. And I could 
step out my shoes I had and like, okay, let me put these new J's on. Appreciate it. <laughs> and then walk on back out. So man. <laughs> See, that was that that would have been my weakness. That I'd have seen my that means I'd have seen my pop all the time. Because I, I I ended up working in a sports store because of my shoe addiction. Yeah, yeah. I worked there too. I worked in channels too, but that was after my after my dad wasn't working there anymore. But uh and like I said, now I don't even wear shoes like that. I, I don't even invest in in spending it. I'm like, I'm not about to spend two hundred dollars for no pair of shoes. You heard? <laughs> not nothing. It better be on clearance. <laughs> let, let me put it this way. There was that was a time and a season. Uh-huh. That time and a season yeah. is gone. <laughs> I'm like. My so I still I'm still into my sneakers, but I've changed the ones I go for. So my my current collectibles are the Son of Force. Um, so they're a bit like the Air Force Ones, but they're they're a bit like Dunks. So okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't break the bank. And then what you can do is you can, you can, if you buy the plain ones, you, you find someone that can customize them for you, then you can get, get some custom colorways created. I've got about four pairs, just brand spanking new stashed, just never worn. Just though, but those are, those are for when I wear out the ones that I got now. Yeah. I'm at that point where my feet ain't growing no more. So, so oh yeah, no, no, I can make my shoes last because <laughs> they need to last. Because I can't be buying shoes every minute. No, I'll put keep it real. I cannot be buying shoes every minute. Those yeah. days are long. Those were that was before I had responsibilities. As soon as them responsibilities right. hit, I was like, nah. I'm sorry, Mike, Michael. Michael made his money, <laughs> right? And like I said, for me, I don't even too much wear tennis shoes a whole lot. Uh, yeah, I, I was in dress shoes for a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now I was in dress shoes a lot, but now I pretty much wear boots most of the time. Now, like oh, I just, man, dude, that was my I, other thing. Tim's. Yeah, I was always in Tim's. I had. I had the, the, the army fatigue Tims, I uh-huh. had the original tan Tims, I had the yeah. black Tims, then I had the hiking Tims, and yeah. I had like had like six or seven pairs of Tims. But what I used to do was whenever I was in Orlando, yeah, I'd buy them at the at the outlets because at outlets they were like forty dollars, whereas mm-hmm. when I get home they're like a hundred and something pounds. Which would yeah. be like say $150, $160. So I'm yeah. like $40 versus a hundred. I'm like, I'm I'm stocking up. Yeah. No, so I just man. used to stock up, bring them home, and then I had like I, I think on two so I think in two years when we came out to Orlando, sort of two consecutive years, I think I bought about six pairs altogether. 
So free on the first trip, free on the second trip. Yeah. And then I was good. I'm I'm still on the last pair right now. See, I had ten. Well, it was like when I was still at Champs, I I put some. We had it was some baby blue tins, and I had them on layaway, and I couldn't get them back out. I I like I couldn't. I don't know what happened. Why I couldn't get the rest of the money to get them out, but it was some baby blue tins, and they were like suede. Mm. I wanted them so bad. Cause you okay? So you remember? You remember like when everybody was wearing like the Echo Echo jerseys and all that. Kind yeah, of thing? yeah, Mark, yeah. It's a place in the Metro Center in Jackson that had like the Echo jerseys. So I was gonna get the jersey. I was gonna have my teams. I, was, I had all fit together. I had it together. You was gonna be looking fresh. Man, I'm telling you now. I couldn't get, I couldn't get, I couldn't get my team. I wanted them team so bad, <laughs> so bad. I wanted that was like that was here. So here it was. Everyone had the Averex. Uh, yeah. Everyone yeah. had the Averex and the Tims, and I was like, yeah. I have the Tims, but I have no Averex. Yeah. So I, went, I went in there and I saw the price of the Averex, and I was like, not today. <laughs> see, see, right here, back in the day, it was like. So, you know, they had the, the throwback jerseys. That When I was working at Champ, that's when all of that, everybody. So, and we used to get commission off the jerseys. Any clothing, we used to get commission off of it. So, I used to just post up by the jerseys. So like, you need a jersey? Okay. You finna get? All right, let me write my number on the, <laughs> Give me that commission. <laughs> give me that commission. But, uh but yeah, it was like the throwback jerseys. But we used to wear starter jackets. Oh starter yeah, jackets. yeah, and yeah. That's what. So you was on if you had a starter jacket, like. And everybody, a lot of people like the most popular was like the Miami Hurricane, then like the Forty Niners. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like so we. So I had. I can't remember who I had. I think I had a. Bulls, cause I was a super. I was. A super I had a, I had boy. the Orlando Magic one. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, the Magic was good, but I had, I had went. Um, like I was such a, a Michael Jordan fan. Like I wrote him a letter, like asking him for like autograph <laughs> basketball and stuff like that. And I was just waiting in the way by the mailbox for like two months. I'm like, what Michael Jordan? <laughs> Hey, you should be my basketball. And then I got a letter like eight weeks later, like, we thank you for your letter, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, I don't even think you sent something else other than that. Oh, man, forget about the go ahead and send my basketball, man. I'm a super fan. <laughs> he didn't send the basketball. So, so yeah, that was, yeah, that was so, because it was uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh man, that's that's classic. That is classic. No, I was we was we was it was the Tim's, then it went to see Jordan's never really hit out here like they yeah. did in the States because yeah. you guys have got I guess because you guys you've got the NBA, we never had you know, yeah. was, there was a po- there was only pockets of people that that were into the NBA. We've always been well. 
people in the UK have always been into um, well, what you guys call soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas um, I've always been into the NFL and the NBA. So I was a Jordan's person. I was, I wore, I had, um, I had my Cowboys jersey, even though I wasn't a Cowboys fan. It made no sense. But yeah, I had a Cowboys jersey. Yeah. Um, I had, I had all my, I still got my baseball caps. I've got just all of them. So yes. I, I was, I was always into American sports, fashion, culture, all of that stuff. So I was kind of out the norm. And so my, the things that I was into came out of hip hop videos. Oh, they wearing that. Right. I'm going to go get me that. <laughs> So there was, so, and, and ain't no one ever finding these pictures. But there's pictures of me with a do rag, with an oversized jersey, with the chains, the baggy jeans, and the Tims. Hey, everybody, yeah, we all, we all did. We, uh, we did. Look, looking like, looking like who, like looking like Soldier Boy. <laughs> oh, look, look! Did you ever try to do the crisscross and wear wear the, wear the pants backwards? You know I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I know I did it too. I ain't doing too much, but I know I tried about once or twice. I, uh, nah, I, I, I tried putting the shirt on backwards, and yeah, I did. yeah, did and, and cross colors and all that kind of stuff. I remember, I remember my dad used to have. You remember Carl Kanai? Yeah, Kanai had like he had like a whole. Like blue jean, blue jean set. So the jacket and the jean. When I tell you that stuff, <laughs> weigh about fifty pounds. That was the heaviest, the heaviest stuff in life. I'm like, man, how you put this on? Like it, it was like thick, thick, yeah. thick blue jean material. But he had like the whole car canal outfit. I remember that. that I was. remember the car canal. I remember the um the Fubu. Yeah. I couldn't. Fubu wasn't in my price range. I couldn't. Nah, Fubu, Fubu wasn't in my price range. Yeah, it wasn't for it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. <laughs> for somebody. It wasn't for me. Yeah, for you, by you. <laughs> it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, I and then when they did the platinum Fubu, they were like the thing was like one hundred and fifty dollars. No, yeah, I don't even know what happened to Fubu because it just it just disappeared. Yeah, it. I think because it was like Fubu. And then I think Sean John came a little bit after that. And Sean, they everybody started doing Sean John. Cause yeah, and then Rockaway. Yeah, yeah, like Jabos. And I, I used to wear Jabos, but, you know, I had to get them on sale because they were hot too. <laughs> so, so, whatever I can get on sale, that's what I, that's what I do. But FUBU no, for real. FUBU didn't go on sale. Uh, like Sean John really went on sale, so you really can't get that. But yeah, I don't know what happened. I think, I think, cause they started something else too, cause it was it was Fubu, and then it was something else um, that they started doing, and then it wasn't as popular as Fubu. But it was, I can't remember what it was, but it was some some other company that, and then I think all of it just kind of went down. But. It's not really nothing like that now, you know. Folks were all kind of stuff now. I don't know what they were now. I, I, I don't know. Nah, I'm out of touch. I'm out of touch. Listen, Terrence, you got to go do your walking. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm in the steps I got. Uh, I got like uh, four thousand one hundred sixty. Man, you so, do you do you're doing better than me. I'm on two thousand eight hundred and fifty-eight. Oh yeah, dog. See, I'm good. See, I'm all right. I got three hundred forty of my eight hundred twenty calories. Got six minutes of sixty four minutes or sixty minutes of my exercise, and I'm almost to my stand. Uh, go. I got 10 hours out of 12. So, um, so you know, once it get dark around here, I just make laps in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get my steps? I got about like an hour, hour worth of laps around the apartment uh you know but sometimes i do the stairs and stuff too just to give me some extra yeah no nah, that's cool i i have not left the house today I've yeah not- I, yeah i went out a little bit earlier but it it snowed here oh man i was but that's what i was gonna say to you did it did it snow because it snowed over here dude i couldn't move my car for for three days yeah uh, I had to walk to get some groceries. I was walking in the snow, cursing the snow. I was mad as hell. Uh, I was trying to bind and rebuke the snow. It wasn't working. Yeah. See, see, we don't get that kind of, well, it hadn't, it hadn't snowed like that up here yet. I think next week we're supposed to get like some inches, but it really just a snow and it'd be like a light, a light dusting, but it won't be anything that stick. But it, yeah, it's not like that heavy. Snow. Nah, my neighbors were out making, making snowmen and stuff. And I was, I was peeping out the curtains, peeping through the, through the, through the shutters. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's your white folk. Mm-mm. <laughs> See, see, I like, I like, I like that kind of snow. Like, this snow that that kind of accumulate. Now, I don't like like Chicago, like New York blizzard le- level snow. Like, I like to be in areas when it snow just a little bit, then everything shut down. So, Tennessee still one of the places. Like in Jackson, you know, we got anything. Like schools be closed. Like if it was, it's, if if it snowed before we got to school, it would probably be canceled. If it snowed while we were in school, we get out at 12 o'clock. Like, that's always, it's clockwork. So, and it, it don't matter if it stick or not. If it start, it's like everything shut down. Yeah, like, I don't need to be anywhere where it's snow. They're like, oh, yeah, everything open. No, no, man, no. It's snowing, that means it's a holiday. Everything should be shut down. That's what I feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm, I'm. When it snows, I'm looking at, at my coworkers like, it's a wrap. Come on, time to go. y'all ain't unplugging this stuff. It's time to go. Pull your charges out the wall. Let's go get that stuff <laughs> It's time to go. Oh man, T, yo, I'm gonna let you go. But um, yeah, shout out to the people that rocked with us on this behind the scenes conversation. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. It's been it's been dope. Um, for the hottest minute, I forgot that these people was with us. So we appreciate y'all. <laughs> we talking about about joys and everything. Yeah. You know, so later, I was about. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, we appreciate you. Um, next week, we are going to be back to. Um, topics and stuff as we said uh, we're going to be talking about uh, borrowing from our gift um, and we're, we're going to be we're going to be oh, 
Do we show it? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That won't be about the we, 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 we're gonna drop the, the episodes differently now, so it's still gonna be the free segments, but we're gonna split them out. You'll get one episode split out over three weeks, so that way it's easier to consume. It's easier for us to manage for you because it's a lot of work that goes into putting out these videos and putting out uh, the episodes and editing the episodes and doing all of that stuff. Um, you know, hit us up in the comments because if some of you still want the full episodes like that, we obviously we can still drop the audio podcast where you can get the whole thing at once. Um, we might look at other ways of dropping that. I might drop on our Patreon, and you, you know, you know. I'm about to say it, Patreon. Y'all want me to do the work? Make me do the work. <laughs> look, look, look. See, we're gonna we're gonna take it back to church. You know, if you wanna, you know, sow into good ground. You know, if you wanna harvest, sow into good ground. <laughs> sow into imperfectly human. You will be blessed. Oh uh, yeah, man. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shake up the format a bit. But you know, it's still the same free segments. We're gonna give you, but we're just gonna chop it out and make it easier to consume. Uh, but yeah, we want to thank you for rocking up with us this week. And we will catch up with you another time. So be good to each other and be good to yourselves. We'll catch you on the other side. All right. <laughs>